In part one of our story, we met Carol Vanderwall, a resident of Bon Carbo, Colorado, a rural area in the southern part of the state, just above the New Mexico border. Bon Carbo has seen intense gas drilling. Several residents, including Carol, have discovered that their water is contaminated, specifically with a chemical called tert butyl alcohol, or TBA. The state of Colorado's regulatory agency, the Colorado Oil and Gas Conservation Commission, or COGCC, won't link the contamination to the industry, even though many residents had baseline testing showing that the chemical wasn't there before drilling. The TBA was found in nearly a quarter of homeowner wells and was also found in monitoring wells and even produced water, yet the COGCC published a report suggesting TBA in the Raton Basin was either from adhesives used to seal pipes or naturally occurring in the formation. This is a striking conclusion, given that its author, Peter Gintadas, COGCC's environmental protection specialist for southeast Colorado at the time, had told a homeowner the opposite, that TBA wasn't naturally occurring. Oh yeah, well I characterized it as an opinion rather than a scientific study. That's Joel Nelson. He's a retired geologist who lives not far from Carol Vanderwall. He also has TBA in his water and said the report was just a hypothesis and not something that should be viewed as conclusive. He couldn't prove that it was naturally occurring any more than I could prove that it's Pioneer's fault. Pioneer is Pioneer Natural Resources, the predominant driller in the area. The report drew condemnation from residents who called it business as usual, referring to the COGCC as the Colorado Oil and Gas Cover-Up Commission, or even worse. Many people here firmly believe that COGCC's only interest is promoting oil and gas in the state. So was this a good, solid scientific investigation by the agency? Or, as some have called it, a fluff piece meant to make the issue go away? To answer that question, we sought out scientists for an unbiased review. And where better to find them than at the very place they train geologists and petroengineers? Hi, John. Hi, thanks for meeting with us. My name is John Spear. I'm in the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering at the Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado. Professor Spear is one of a handful of scientists we asked to review the COGCC report. The Colorado School of Mines is an engineering and applied science research university with special expertise in the development of natural resources. So uh, what, what are your basic comments about the COGCC report? My basic comments are that there's a lot of information there. Uh, a lot of it is well done. I also think that there are other things in there that could be in there that are missing. Such as? Such as, I think geochemistry is well represented there. There's a little bit of microbiology in there. What's missing to me is there's, uh, we would, I would like to know more about the geology. I would also like to know, uh, have a greater sample representation. Like they look at two frac flowback waters, for example. Why not look at like 30 or 50? And then why not compare that basin to waters coming from basins elsewhere, either in this state or going to adjacent states or even to across the country? I think those sort of things would help this. One of the conclusions of the report is that a possible explanation is that the TBA found down there in the Raton Basin was caused by PVC pipe or sealants on the PVC pipe to people's water wells. And uh, did, do you have any thoughts about that? 
possible explanation. I think there is some legitimacy to that possible explanation. I would like to have that report, which is not in that report, compared to other locations where PVC pipes are used either for drinking water distribution to an individual house, uh, to other wells, other wells that are in other parts of this state. It would be nice to know, can they get a TBA reading from a groundwater well in Golden, Colorado that's installed the same way? So um, I'm, I guess I'm trying to get to the point uh, w- whether they looked at enough PVC pipes in the area to determine whether that's a good explanation. I would say they needed to look at more. A second potential source the COGCC identified is that the TBA was formed as a chemical breakdown of isobutane. It should be noted that Pioneer Natural Resources also investigated this as a source of TBA when it first started appearing, but determined there wasn't a lot of isobutane in the Raton Basin. That's a conclusion shared by the scientists we interviewed, including John Spear. I would agree that um, isobutane conversion to T-butyl alcohol is not a very efficient process, either chemically or biologically. I think that's true. And time and energy are involved in that conversion, right? As well as the kind of microbe happen- needs to be there that can do this conversion. Would it be important to be able to know what frac fluids the driller was using? Yes, I think it would be important to know what they were using in the compositions and in the concentrations. What are, what are in those frac fluids? The industry is always a little iffy because there is some proprietary knowledge to what's in those frac fluids. My frac fluid works better than your frac fluid, and that's worth X amount of dollars. I get that. I understand that. But at the same time, I think we also need to know what's being injected into our subsurface, how much is able to come back out, and what are the long-term ramifications for that. In COGCC's conclusions, the report states that, quote, based on all data available to this investigation, there is no indication that the source of TBA in the domestic water wells is recent CBM drilling, completion, or production operations. This would give the impression that COGCC used every piece of information it could get its hands-on to study the issue. Only they didn't. They did not take anything at all of all the reports that he has submitted. That's John Dolores. He's talking about his hydrologist who has been sampling his water well for years. Yeah, he's been sampling it since 2005. He did the baseline test before they even started drilling in this area. In 2006, a well cap blowout near his home sent water geysering out of his domestic well. After the accident, Pioneer agreed to have the water tested, and his hydrologist continued to sample to find out if the incident impacted the water. It was in their well that the TBA first started showing up. So by the time COGCC went to write their report, there was over 10 years of data about the Dolores well, a wealth of information that would have added significantly to the study. But according to the consultants we asked to review the report, COGCC did not include the data in their study, although it was available. COGCC did, however, use data supplied from Pioneer, the gas drilling company. We brought the Dolores water well reports to show John Spear. So it seems like that this kind of data should have been included in this kind of report because this is more meat for the report. It's a lot of data. Yeah, it's a lot of data. If this wasn't included, then you have to ask why. There were a couple of indications in the overall report where I thought it was a little bit uh, selective. Selective data was being applied. Another flaw of the report. Typically, the way we like to do uh, scientific reports is you want to do a thorough literature search. You want to combine all that is known into one place and then start digesting that information. That's the way you should do a report. As far as COGCC is concerned, this closes the matter. I would say, in my mind, it opens the matter further. I would like to know more, and I think, you know, if this is truly a problem, and we don't know the health effects of TBA on people, um, there's not enough information known about that. 
But if I were the EPA, I would be wondering, or the CDPHE here in Colorado, I would be wondering about what are the health effects of this, and I think it warrants further study. I think this report opens the door to that. We wanted to interview Peter Gintadas on the record about his report, but we were told that his preference was to address any specific questions in writing. We asked COGCC for a comment about our story, and they did not respond. And as far as Carol Vanderwall, her complaint is still open, and she hasn't been contacted by COGCC for over a year and a half. As an 81-year-old widow, she, like many of her fellow landowners, hauls water at her own expense from the nearest town 30 miles away because she worries her well water is unsafe to drink. Reporting from Denver, Colorado, I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler, and you're listening to H2O Radio.